Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, everybody, welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. We have a very special guest today, Sean Manning from Payroll Vault, and uh, he's been very involved in the franchise industry as a great franchise leader. Uh, he's also been involved with the International Franchise Association and a lot of their, uh, their initiatives with getting things uh, moving forward in the finance area and the, and the human resources area and the employment area. Just a lot of, just a wealth of knowledge with you today, Sean. So you're, one, you're, you're what we call one of those uh, franchise superstars that I like to uh, introduce. Okay. Is that, is that okay with you? Yeah. Awesome. I said that to another friend. I said that to another franchisor a couple couple weeks ago, and he thought that was uh, uh, a very accurate uh, sum, summation. So, it, it's not bad when you think about the effort. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the amount of time you put into it, you should at least have a really great title, right? Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, my co-host Rob Ganley and turn it over to him, and we'll just get things started here. We're excited. Uh, this is uh, week number eight and this is uh in our fight for your franchise challenge we're very excited that you're participating and helping us with that and we're getting lots and lots of people that are getting involved sean and and we're seeing more uh great stories come out of the franchise industry of franchisors and franchise owners that are succeeding and and finding ways to kind of adapt their business models and and everything else so this week we're talking about financial mastery and some no-nonsense techniques to improve cash flow uh, for franchisors and for franchise owners so that's our theme and uh rob take it away all right well thanks rick and sean welcome it's good to have you with us today but good to be here Great, great. And I, you know, I just want to take a quick second and thank our sponsors, uh, SEO Samba. Uh, they're a award-winning marketing automation platform and just want to thank them for making this possible uh, so that we can reach out to the franchise industry and have them tell their stories of innovation and, uh, and how we're moving forward here in these unprecedented times. But as we get started, Sean, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we know each other. It's great to have you. And but I love to hear your story. Um, I know a little bit about it, but first thing I'd like the listeners to kind of understand is your background and how, how the brand of Payroll Vault came about. Sure, and, and you know, I think that's an important part of any process with communication, especially important topics like we're gonna talk about today is get a little bit of the history, I guess. Um, and it, it won't take me long, but it is, I'm gonna go back, my first degree is in restaurant management. so. Um, you know, I'm very familiar with that industry due to that experience. Uh, my father started his accounting firm as a franchisee of a, of a brand. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, as, as my career got started, I looked at his business and uh, saw some a little bit of opportunity around even uh, what he was doing. So I ended up shifting my career path a little bit. And after a couple of years in the, in the restaurant industry, I actually joined my father in his business uh, with the intention that I would kind of learn the accounting industry. I became a CPA, had to go back to school, get the accounting credits. Uh, but the ultimate goal was to buy that business from him and help support his transition and or retirement and continue to, to serve our clients. So we did monthly bookkeeping and accounting 
in tax for, you know, up to two, 300 clients at a time. So, um, and they were all small businesses. And in that process just became very consultative. So we not only did the monthly accounting and tax, but we, we offered them basically free advice services as part of that, just to build on that relationship. And that lasted for several years um, up until about 2008. Uh, believe it or not, during the last big recession, this we're kind of in a, a funky recessionary time right now, right? Uh, but in 2008, we launched Payroll Vault as a sister company to our accounting firm um, and had actually quite a bit of success uh, in, in the launch of that business. And that grew uh, for several years, three or four years went by and had an opportunity to educate other accountants into the value of, of building a sister company like Payroll Vault to their accounting firm. And in that process, decided the best way to help others in, in, in gathering this opportunity with, with payroll services, uh, putting it together was to franchise. And actually uh, met Rick through networking. And I think we talked about it for about a year mm -hmm. um, before we decided to say, hey, if we're going to offer advice and a system to somebody, we're going to give them everything we have, the name, the brand, the systems, the foundation, everything. And so I uh, decided to franchise in, in 2012, late 2012. And we now have over 50 locations nationwide, um, just in, you know, in an economy that's kind of in flux and, and, and uh, a little bit unpredictable right now is probably the best way to, to put it. Um, we actually awarded four franchises in the last two weeks. So, um, there continues to be emerging opportunities and um, people looking for uh, a shift, a good opportunity to make a shift. So uh, we're training two of them next week. So we're excited about that. Um, and that kind of got us up to this point. So I did sell my accounting firm. My job is CEO of, of Payroll Vault. Uh, so I, I spend all of my time focused around that. And I do have one other company I'm partnered with that sprung out of the accounting firm. And that's called the Mastery Network. And so the Mastery Network is actually a company that actually teaches entrepreneurship. And, and part of that, it's a 24 course class that really kind of teaches that. You have to connect with either uh, an advisor or, or, or somebody to get access. So I'm happy to share contact information there. But one of those modules that we've written and produced is financial intelligence. So there's about five to six sessions around financial intelligence and the importance of of numbers in your business, which uh, I, I'm glad we'll be able to get into and talk a little bit more. So that's my history. And um, hopefully that kind of sets the stage for people's knowledge about uh, my experiences and, and preview kind of what we're going to talk about next. Well, perfect. And, and your model lends itself to this new world we're in, right? It's oh, yeah. uh, because you have a, a flexible model. And it's a little different than since some of the other brick and mortar models and things like that. So you've been able to kind of adapt right into that. Yeah, we, uh, we shifted, I think Trisha, our COO made a decision about a, a week before, I think the governor did to uh, work from home environment. And so that same week later, I think it was a Thursday or Friday when the governor of Colorado announced that he would like everybody to do that if they can. Obviously we are essential, so we didn't have to. Uh, but we felt the safety of our team and the comfort of our team. And uh, we had all the capabilities and, and, and systems already set up to work remote. 
Um, and we've even done Discovery Days remote, and now yeah. we're doing our first remote training next week. So, um, yeah, we were well positioned for the transition, and 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 we're in for the. We actually even hosted a remote conference two two weeks ago that was scheduled to be in Arizona, and we couldn't do that. So we actually had a three hour conference that we held uh, with all of our franchisees. Awesome, yeah. That's uh, we're in a we're in a brave new world, aren't we, with uh, technology? So that's. That's fabulous. And for the listeners that maybe don't know you as well as we do, uh, describe what Payroll Vault does as far as on the unit level with uh, what the franchisees provide for for uh, customers out there. Yeah, it's basically a boutique style payroll service model. So we actually take more of a consultative approach to onboarding small businesses as our market that typically get underserved and under-respected really. Mm-hmm. So um, we really hone in on what a small business needs. And actually starting next week, there's going to be a lot more to the process mm-hmm. um, with what I call compliance, right? The work environment's going to be a little bit different. There's more need for, you know, updated posters with all the new compliance rules with COVID related. Um, there's even time clock resources that, you know, people are going to be re- working remote. How do they clock in? Can they clock in? How does that work? And even the HR component around it, you know, can I take a person's temperature when they walk in the door? You know, Mm -hmm. typically you couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And in this current work environment, you actually have the authority and ability to do that uh, for the public safety uh, issues out there. So um, basically what we've done is we've been able to really customize and look at payroll services as a resource to help business owners be more successful and manage that process better, make their employees happier. So that's kind of foundationally what we do with payroll. Perfect. Well, thank you for that. Well, as I said earlier, the theme this week is financial mastery and no nonsense techniques to improve your cash flow as an operator, being a franchisor or a franchise owner. Uh, can you give us some tips that you have impl- implemented with your franchise network to improve cash flow during this crisis? Yeah, absolutely. We we were pretty aggressive with information and 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 this knowledge sharing. So we did a couple things. Um, actually, our team was positioned to take a break, go on vacation, uh, kind of the home office team, and so we really kind of had to obviously put everything on hold. Um, and fortunately, step in very aggressively with gathering information, right? And then find it a way to, to disseminate that as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So and I think most of us did that uh, running our businesses. So I would have to say the last eight weeks is a little bit like a blur, um, kind of like being in tax season. If I had to compare it back, we, we've been putting probably four times the effort in in order to find what resources are available. Um, there was obviously the PPP SBA loans and the EIDL SBA loans. What was gonna be best for our franchisees? Some of them, it was better for them to do the PPP loans. Some of them, it was better to do the EIDL loans. So we looked at help them make those decisions and educate them on how to manage that. And the interesting thing is we're in the businesses where, so we're actually helping clients in this process too, a little bit. And then I don't know if everybody's fully aware, but the Families First Coronavirus Response Act has some tremendous impact to small business. And so we, we dissected that a little bit and we went in and said, 
okay, now you're required as a small business employer to offer paid leave to your employees under this act if they qualify. Well, the good news is that's, that's hard on a small business to offer paid leave, two weeks paid leave. Or in some cases, if they have kids at home, it's up to 12 weeks paid leave, right? So fortunately, the part of the, the act also allows for a credit against payroll taxes. So we went and looked at who might qualify for that and how that might benefit. And then, um, so we looked at the act, the stimulus bill, all components of it, and basically became an advisor to our franchisees who also then became advisor to their small business owners in, in getting them foundationally prepared for what they need to be thinking about. Um, so quick response, looking at opportunity and then, and then finding ways to, to support our franchisees there. And then I think further education comes now, right? So a lot of people got their PPP loans and or EIDA, L grant loans and how are they managing that process moving forward? So there's some things you need to think about there. And unfortunately the guidelines have changed a little bit. So I just heard yesterday that in some circumstances, people were only looking at payroll uh, with regards to these loans. And there's now a new component with regards to pass-through that you can now go back and add to the loan if you forgot to include the pass-through income of the owners. So you can now add to that loan and then that qualifies now for additional um, forgiveness. So I'm getting, Trisha and I meet every day and, and summarize our day because we get, she's in charge of basically communication at certain levels with managing the payroll process as it relates to all of these new changes. And my job then is to also uh, spend quite a bit of time dissecting every component and finding ways to communicate that to our franchisees and, and help them educate themselves for their business and then their clients. And so we're basically all hands on deck for at least another eight weeks to kind of manage through um, this whole phase. And, and I know there's a lot of timelines in place but from my perspective and experience, there's going to be some more changes and or extensions and opportunities. Um, so, you know, staying involved in obviously people listening to these, these webinars and you hosting them is extremely important during these times. Um, so I think reaction was, was critical. Um, staying on top of everything is critical and being able to help is critical. I, you know, I typically have two or three things I want to accomplish every day. It isn't unusual if I need to pass those off two or three days because I need to pay attention to the 10 new things that I didn't expect happening today and, you know, kind of translate through that and make sure that um, that's being shared with, with the, the people that we're working with. So I think right now it's just more about reaction and communication and paying attention and then kind of deciding what, what wiggle room you have with, with what resources are available. A little bit of reaction mode, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, as I hear you, as I listen, you know, to what you're saying, you know, it's, it is, it's very much reacting because what can we do right now? Right. We're learning every day and it's changing every day. Um, and I think that's probably the new normal. And, I could tell you that from a technology standpoint, that's sort of like where we're headed anyway <laughs> with Constantine. But, but uh, so when we look at your franchisees, um, Sean, and, and again, I know this is sort of a question of, 
you don't know. It's one day at a time. But um, what are some of the things you maybe feedback loops you're getting from them, ways that they're dealing with the pandemic, ways that they might be being innovative on how they can manage cash flow, dealing with either generating new new revenue or or reducing expense or whatever. What are some of the ideas they they've been bringing to the table? Maybe if any, I don't know. Absolutely. Um, well, we're you know, even at the, our home office and or our, our home office uh, location, right in Littleton, the, the paper vault Littleton office, we're monitoring things on a weekly basis and, and looking at data this year compared to last year. And so we did a couple things to kind of identify with the franchisee and maybe potential leads. Um, one of those was what we call one-to-one calls. And we, we do those on a kind of as an as-needed basis, connect with our franchisees. But we kind of took a little bit more aggressive approach to that. And we scheduled several over the last couple of weeks. I had another one today just to check in with, you know, the franchisees and see, see how they're doing, what they're thinking. Um, we sent out a questionnaire. Uh, what do you need right now immediately? And then we um, sent out another questionnaire about two weeks ago of how are you doing? And, and what, what's the impact that, that you're seeing? And two things came from that. Um, one is, I think our, our larger um, payroll vault offices saw a, a softer impact to, to all of this. They, they didn't see as much um, of, a, of a transition or change in their business as you might expect. And I think a lot of it has to do with payrolls, a big part of what the stimulus packages, right? Um, but people did close, they did for temporary purposes or they need to let people go and, and those types of things. So, um, but we also saw our, you know, maybe our less experienced franchisees um, maybe see some more dramatic impact. So we kind of potential, so we kind of talk through that and what that might look like. So again, right now it was a little bit of education, but the other thing we do is we focus a lot of attention around key performance indicators. So um, those key performance indicators we talk about on a regular basis, and you know they have a direct impact on your financials. But I can with those weekly numbers. One, one that was really interesting is we measure you know how many clients uh, drop for whatever reason they go out of business or, or whatever that might be, and clients were onboarding. And during the same nine week period last year to this year, I think last year we saw three clients uh, fall under that drop category at the Littleton office. We saw zero this year. We did see 30 go on a payroll hold. Last year we had zero. Um, so the potential is, you know, my concern is I hope those businesses can survive this, but my anticipation is, you know, 5% of our clients may not, 10% may not. I don't know that number, but. There, there is that risk. And we have already heard businesses close. So those key, key performance indicators. What surprised me a little bit um, is our onboarding. Last year, we it, during that nine-week period, we had 19 clients scheduled for onboarding. Um, this year, we have 39. So, oh, okay. And I think that yeah, it actually mm-hmm. went up. And so yeah. the thing is, what we communicate, and so the other thing we're doing is we have a we have a monthly owner's call. We have a monthly sales call. During the past nine weeks, we moved that to weekly. 
So we're sharing that data and letting client or letting our franchisees know that clients need help in this time and expect your phone to ring. And then we went through the process, taught them. Typically, we like to meet with our clients, right? Or or, or get to know them, see their business, uh, you know, talk to them at their location and get a good understanding of their business. We have to do all this remote onboarding and and, and business development online now. So literally teach them, walk them through that process and what that might look like. Um, So we pay close attention to key performance indicators, close attention to our franchisees' needs, and then we pay close attention to how we can support that. And we're producing information on a weekly basis um, to help support their their needs, whether it be operational or business development. That's great. I hope I answered your question. With that cat, with the accounting yeah. background, you, you know, it's no surprise you zero in on KPIs, right? No, I totally yeah. answered your question. Thank you very much for that. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So back in week one of the fight for your franchise challenge, we started with, as you know, uh, key performance indicators and goals, you know, have setting goals for this 90 day period. We kind of set for the challenge and then uh, asked the listeners and the participants to go ahead and, and come up with 90 day goals and then break them down to KPIs and have something they can measure. And then every week as we're moving through this, as you know, we, we reflect on those KPIs to see how we're doing. Uh, but uh, that's, that's one of those uh, financial mastery tips, folks out there, that, that if you haven't used KPIs and you, you just kind of uh, work, work hard and, and see what kind of money's left in the uh, bank account at the end of the week, uh, having some structure right now is, is critical. And uh, as I mentioned uh, last week, that... Uh, some people are finding not only KPIs around making more, but in spending less and in creating ways to save uh, as well as, and cut expenses as well. And that's, uh, that's another one. Oh, I can't. I think yeah, we lost you, Rob. Oh no, I'm here. Sorry. There you are. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. I was just chiming in to say that, you know, I think in every interview that we've had, um, there's been mention of digitizing the approach, right? And in some cases, many are saying, and maybe you'd say this show, maybe not, maybe it's temporary, but many are saying, hey, there might be scenarios where we would just do this anyway. We'll keep doing it this way, part maybe it's certain clients, but, but the idea of onboarding remotely, or and we'll talk a little bit about franchise virtual discovery days, but you know, just, just changing the way you're doing business, but then seeing, wait, wait a minute, we're, we could save some costs here, or reduce some expenses because we, we can do it this way. It works. Mm-hmm. So. There, you know, I, I, I like the KPIs that I'm used to, which are typically uh, business development driven and financial performance driven. So I paid close attention to those in the past, but Rick, to your point, mm-hmm. I am actually realizing like we were going to conferences and events monthly, right? You see me in and out of the office all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I'm off to, you know, Vegas well, for this section. Flying around. Yeah. yeah. And um, honestly, I was talking to, to Marilyn this morning. Um, we're out for a walk in the, you know, early morning. And it was interesting because the topic came up. I wonder if we're going to be aggressive as we have been in the past in participation in travel and events and, and, and those types of, of things because we've actually just in the last nine weeks seen – 
a dramatic decrease in the amount of money we are spending um, yeah. with regards to, you know, things that were pretty standard before that mm. can't happen right now. And, you know, I, I definitely want to support restaurants and hotels yeah. and the travel industry um, primarily for fun, right? We yeah. Have a little fun again sometime soon. Um, but also, um, you know, but I do think it's going to change a little bit with respect to um, expenses businesses need to incur. So um, hopefully we can find other ways to, to make that money and support uh, all the local businesses out there, no matter what industry. Uh, but there are is, there is some, some, some cost savings to be had or identified uh, during times like this. And, you know, one other example I'll use that we don't always have to talk about money, but our time, right? Think about our time. Mm -hmm. And I know remote work environment might be scary to some people. We're used to it. Uh, we're yeah. used to doing 99% of all of our training online and 99% of all of our support online through, through zoom. We've been using zoom for, I don't know, five or six years now. Mm -hmm. um, but think about time as a valuable asset too. And if we're not necessarily commuting all the time to work, use that time to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, that's the one thing I try to do every single day. I mentioned earlier on the call that I typically have two or three things that I want to get done during the day, as long as I don't have too many interruptions And those two or three things actually save us time and money in our future. So most of my goals with our company is to find ways and identify systems that make things more efficient, better, mm -hmm. and actually save us time so that we can leverage that, probably our number one resource, uh, yeah. to our advantage and, and just be more efficient all the way around. Yeah, and uh, we're kind of redefining time management, aren't we? Because uh, like you said, the commutes, the travel, uh, all of the things that took up time, uh, now are being more condensed. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we're changing in a lot of ways and, and what we're doing with our clients on, on the coaching side is helping them redefine their schedules. And, and like you said, get more out of it. That's beneficial time. And it doesn't have to be all work time. Like you said, work hard and play hard. Uh, I would much rather, uh, you know, people cut some time out of their, their schedule that's that's what we call wasted time or time that doesn't produce on either side and then turn it into something productive uh, with their families or with their church or with their friends or with go scuba diving or go do something fun mm -hmm. uh guess you can't probably travel to go scuba diving right now but maybe you can go ride your bike or or go for a hike but uh those things will come back and then and then the new normal will be there right so We'll see that happen. So if you were to give it, let's say you're talking to a client now of Payroll Vault and let's say it's a restaurant owner and they're a franchisee, uh, what kind of gold nugget advice would you give them uh, for you know ways to save a little money? And for the listeners, remember that we're looking for those, those uh, special gold nuggets, uh, ways to become more profitable and saving money is a way to become more profitable too, right? It's not just how much you, spend, you make, it's how much you spend, right? So what are some real uh, real world ideas that you'd be suggesting to your clients these days? Yeah, interesting question. Gosh, I, I, I see these types of things all the time and, and I get criticized a little bit because it's gonna sound counterintuitive, right? So my recommendation is number one, be consistent, but be adaptable. And those are two 
completely different concepts, right? Right. But consistency brings and, and obviously, especially now we added communication, we've talked a little bit about that, but consistency brings security and consistency also brings more kind of focus in on who you are, what you do, why you do what you do. So uh, you always have to, even in a time like this, you know, I think consistency in who we are and what we do was, was most important, but then flexibility also is important especially during a time of technology and, and change, right? So I know several professional level businesses, whether it be accountants, lawyers, payroll companies, whoever, but professional services that weren't flexible enough to literally work remote and had to keep their offices open during this mm -hmm. difficult and unsafe time, right? In order mm -hmm. to do that. So I think flexibility means you identify with opportunities. You don't ignore them. And the people you see it all over the place right now, the people that are being real flexible, uh, but you can also see they're being fairly consistent to what maybe the one thing is that they're good at. Um, so I would definitely stay consistent. If it works, it works, but realize there's a lot of resources and a lot of opportunity to improve what you do by being a little flexible and, and, and dynamic to uh, kind of what those opportunities are. Be aware, just be aware that, um, you know, being aware and adaptable, it gives you that flexibility underneath a consistent business model, no matter what. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, they, they are counter, counter ideas, aren't they? <laughs> they are. I, I'm famous for them for some reason. <laughs> but there's a guy that has two sides of his brain working, right? Uh, right. Entrepreneurial and uh, accounting and legal, right? Yeah. A good deal. Any, any follow-up thoughts or, or ideas or tips for the audience, Sean, that you know, if there's one thing you could leave the audience with, what would be in, in the midst of this unprecedented times, um, what would be the one thing that you would embrace? I think you just mentioned a couple of key things. Um, but is there something that you have found your, you and your team have embraced the last eight weeks and that you, if you were telling a, 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 another business owner, another entrepreneur, mm -hmm. this is the key thing. Is, is there something like that that you feel is important? Yeah, I kind of look back to maybe some of the presentations I've done in the past. Um, I think entrepreneurship, we, I remember Rick just mentioned it and then you did. Um, it's about grit in my mind. Usually at times like this, I mentioned actually Trisha, our COO and uh, myself, we were planning a couple trips when all of this kind of shut down and together we banded and probably like everybody else who's working um, and hopefully everybody can get back to work quickly, but we found our side, ourselves putting four times the effort in as a normal day. And I think grit is, is, is the result of that, having a little bit of grit and saying, hey, we're willing to do anything to make this work. Um, and knowing that on the other side of it, there's, there's gonna be number one, ability to help people, but number two, opportunity uh, that's still gonna be there. So um, I think, take it, and I like to define things and I don't have the definition of grit and knowing that 
maybe I was going to be asked some of these questions, but look it up. I think that's a really important thing to do. We can Google it all real quick, right? Uh, but, but having grit is something that I think is really important at a time yeah. like this. Yeah, it's like when we, uh, we interviewed Anthony from Exponential Fitness, and, you know, they have 1,500 fitness studios across the country that were all closed all at once. Yeah. Uh, and they couldn't operate under normal uh, open for business status, so they did online training, and they, they had to adapt. And uh, his favorite famous line uh, from the Rocky movie was, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can get hit and still get up and keep fighting. Right. That's some grit, right? And there. that's grit right there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really why, why we started this fight for your franchise challenge is that we know that sometimes uh, in the wee hours of the night, we can get kind of bummed out and negative and as, as entrepreneurs and, and what we wanted to do with this challenge is just help franchisors and franchise owners have a little bit of guidance, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and just to know that they're not in it alone and that entrepreneurs do amazing things when, when the chips are down. And what we've been able to report through this process and, and through the podcast and articles and everything is that uh, people are really uh, fighting the fight and they're getting through it. And uh, that's how, how entrepreneurs make a difference. So we're very excited about that. And folks, uh, we're getting close to the end here. So we'd like to thank Sean Manning from Payroll Vault and, uh, also let you know that if you want to learn more about Payroll Vault, you can go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com. They are on our wall of fame, of course, and you can click right on their logo and, and learn more about that or go to PayrollVault.com. Is that correct, Sean? Yeah, PayrollVault.com. There Thank you go. Better. All right. So uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week, folks. Just remember that you can go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com if you haven't signed up yet. If you have... Uh, please tell your friends, join up and uh, all you have to do is put in your email and you will get in your inbox every Monday, uh, a free co coaching session, uh, access to the podcast, access to the article, which is uh, on entrepreneur.com. And of course, invitation to join our Facebook group. So if you, yeah, I know you have a, a community already, but if you want to extend your family and community to the uh, Franchise Bible Coach group and start asking questions and sharing ideas on our Facebook page, uh, please join us for that as well. And uh, we're signing off. Thank you, Rob. And thank well, you, Sean. And we'll see you guys. Yes, we'll see you guys next time on Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. See you next week, everybody. See ya.